everyone, welcome to the Off the Rails show on the OFD podcast. I am your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And it is officially Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm recording this late Wednesday night, and that means we are early Thursday morning. And while I remember younger days of uh, you know really partying my ass off on the night before Thanksgiving... As a father of three and husband, uh, I'm resigned to the office inside my house and the booze inside my own cabinet. But uh, having said that, I did promise uh, a special little episode here. Like, look, everyone needs uh, a little out during the uh, during the holidays, and Thanksgiving is no exception. Uh, Jude and I recorded a, an hour and twenty minute long podcast, and maybe you've already consumed all that. Maybe you need a, just a few extra minutes of uh, in the closet with your earbuds time. I don't know. Uh, but I figured, you know, might as well throw a little something together. And it is Thanksgiving, so we're going to just, uh, I'm just going to rattle off just some things I'm thankful for for Notre Dame football. And whether it's this year or, or I'll tell you, you know, no, let's stay defined. Let's, I am, things I am thankful for Notre Dame football in 2019. So, I mean, First and foremost, I'm thankful that we are in an opportunity to get to end. I'm going to cut that back. I'm going to keep this positive. I, we could go, you know, like, look, it's Thanksgiving, right? So we're giving thanks for the things that we enjoy. And whether or not there are some caveats or uh, what about this or what about the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it smooth jazz style tonight. And uh, and good, nothing but good thoughts, positive vibes, putting that out in the universe, and uh, and see see what see what we get. Um, but yeah, so first and foremost, I'm thankful that Notre Dame's in a position to win double digit games again this year. I I'm not sure if people quite remember how bad 2016 was or how terrible 2007 was, but to get three years in a row where Notre Dame has won a ton of games. Look, that means a lot to me as a fan. Uh, it, it means a lot to me <laughs> running a website because winning games is far easier uh, to handle than than losing games. Um, you know, 10 wins in 2017, 12 last year. Uh, Notre Dame does still have the opportunity to win 11 this year. So, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of football games won. And uh, I... I guess that brings me to to the next one. You know, I'm thankful Notre Dame just keeps beating the teams they're supposed to. Um, they are second only to Alabama as far as uh, length of time they've gone since losing to an unranked opponent. Uh, obviously, for Notre Dame, that was back in 2016. So they've gone, you know, almost one game left here of uh, of beating every unranked opponent's gone in front of them. And that, maybe that's not a big deal. To some people, that's what should be done. Yet this stuff happens. I mean, I think Bama's goes back to 2007, and they're you know Alabama's a whole different monster altogether. But Notre Dame is is you know second by a mile. Uh, to, you know everyone else is trailing uh, quite a bit uh, to that to that. So you know that's good, and we've seen since since the uh, the whole. The whole cha- the wholesale changes made after the 2016 season that that Notre Dame quite simply goes out there and they wins the, they win the football games they're supposed to. Yes, they can move. We are ready for the next level of them beating you know beating you know the Georgias, um, 
going on the road and beating them, you know, Michigan, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, you have to take this one step at a time. It's not like automatically Notre Dame's turned into 1988-1989 Notre Dame. I know that's something that that's said a lot of times when people roll their eyes, but like, look, this is not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, winning is hard. It's been said by many people, uh, smarter people than I, but uh, winning is hard. And, you know, they're doing a whole lot of it. And it, the process is going on. Look, this college football is not the same as it was way back then either. Uh, so the whole game has changed, and, and Notre Dame's finding their place. They're finding a rough place in it right now um, as far as, like, this whole bowl situation rank and ranking situation goes. Um, but, you know, a lot of that's from their own making, and, and I get that. But at the same time, um, in this this new atmosphere or, or landscape, uh, there's just some things that uh, the – you still have to battle through. Uh, what else am I thankful for here? You know, I am thankful for for Clark Lee. And it was pointed out right after the uh, the Boston College game that, you know, with with Drew Tranquil and Tavon Coney and Jerry Tillery and all that on, on defense last year, Notre Dame gave up 18.2 points per game, which is a good defense. That's a, that's a good defense. This year, with all those guys gone, Notre Dame has given up 18.2 points per game. That's fantastic. And that can directly be attributed to Clark Lee. You got to think about how big of a mess it all seemed to us in the spring and going to the fall, this whole linebacker situation. Clark Lee is the linebackers coach, not to mention the defensive coordinator. And the way he put all that together, uh, you know, it's like, how do you doubt him now? How do you move forward and have much doubt uh, about Clark Lee and what he does now. I mean, really. Um, he, and someone's in the background, I'm sure, yelling about the Michigan game. Look, the Michigan game was all sorts of anomalies. It was all sorts of horrible, nobody got off the bus. Stuff happens. Um, but I think, you know, s- since that game, they have certainly have have took a couple of steps forward, and, uh, and they're doing quite well. Uh, I mean, and even with the 40, I mean, think about that. That was the first time, I think, since Clark Lee's been a defensive coordinator. So first, that opponent has scored more than thirty points on him was that time up in Ann Arbor, and so for that big, uh, big chunk of change to get put on him, uh, still eighteen point two. Yeah, I'll take that. Look, Clark Lee's a great coach, and I think if you know if Notre Dame is able to hold on to him for another, you know, couple years, uh, they are really going to be sitting uh, in a in good position. I mean, especially you know. Next year, 2020 and 2021, I, I really expect this run from Notre Dame to, you know, to continue and with the hopes that things get better. Um, and so moving on to the next thing, we, what we just touched on, I'm thankful for the next season vibe. I, I, Notre Dame return has the ability to return so much in 2020 that I, you know, my expectations are probably going to get out of whack. They're, they're probably going to be a lot more than what they were this year. You know, your entire starting offensive line, all of your running backs are, are able to return, plus you had Chris Tyree. Um, you do lose Chase Claypool and Chris Fink, but you'll return Javon McKinley. Kevin Austin will be back. Braden Lindsay seems like a guy that's ready to roll out. Lawrence Keyes has looked very good. Cole Komet's coming back. Tommy Tra- I mean, this is a team that that offensively returns a ton. And same can be said on the, you know, on the defensive side of the football. Sean Crawford's going to be back. 
Alohi Gilman probably will not be back. But insert Kyle Hamilton as a full-time starter. Um, and then, you know, I'm not sure if uh, if the new guy prior, the transfer from Ohio State, gets a, gets a role next to Hamilton or, or if it's Houston Griffith. Um, but, you know, I like Tariq Bracey on their side of the corner. The, the secondary seems like they're still in good shape. Uh, the linebackers, I mean, Asmar Bilal, who I guess, you know, that's a, also a very thankful for Asmar Bilal. But, um, you know, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, Drew White, those guys are coming back. Uh, Paul Moala, I, I think, you know, and just those three guys alone might be your starters next year um, with maybe uh, maybe Wu moving over to, to the Buck and Moala taking over at Rover. Um, it, it, you know, you return Dalen Hayes and Ade Ogundeji at defensive end. Uh, you're going to have Kurt Heinisch, MTA, uh, Jacob Lacey. I mean, you're, Isaiah Foskey, you're going to have a, a lot returning on this team next year, not to mention there's the influx in, or the, the uh, you know, all the freshmen coming in. There's a lot of early enrollees, and we'll get to recruiting on this, a lot more on the site here after the Stanford game as we uh, barrel towards uh, signing day. So I know that's like seems like, you know, the obvious, but yeah, I'm thankful for all that. You know, I'm I'm thankful that Notre Dame's not playing the stupid game about their uh, home sellout streak. That's nice to not <laughs> to not know that they're pretending about selling out. Uh, you know, just kind of getting with it. Uh, I'm thankful that you know that I I, I don't know. I, <laughs> you know, I'm thankful for for Chip Long. Uh, I as, as much as I railed against the offense, I, I put the Put a story together this week. Look, if Notre Dame scores 38 points in Stanford, at Stanford, they're going to have the all-time scoring record. Say whatever you will about it. That's still a major mark. You can't say much against it. I mean, say well, <laughs> you could say, well, you had this, this, and that. Okay. But you say you can't say much against it. Take all these 129 other Notre Dame football teams or whatever it is, and this is the one that has scored the most points per game. If they score thirty-eight out at Stanford, um, so you know I, I'm I'm thankful that uh, thankful for him. Uh, I'm thankful for. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just reaching deep here. I think I'll just keep it at that. You know I I'm thankful that Notre Dame is winning football games on a regular basis. I'm thankful that they're in the conversation. And again, I, I'm, this isn't. This is not the the broad conversation that that we normally have, um, and and all that. But I will say, you know, I'm happy with the direction of the program. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Even if I think that there's improvements that still need to be made, I'm happy with the direction. I'm thankful for Matt Bayless. I mean, can we imagine? I mean, just think back to how poor Notre Dame played in November uh, not too long ago. You know, when they were just dying in November. You know, since Bayless has been out of this staff and, to, you know, for, prior to the 2017 season, we're seeing a lot of a lot of what we thought we'd get from him now. I mean, these guys, these guys are ready to play. Last year, I thought, you know, these guys were going to die with the travel. And, and really, it took up until, you know, that USC game. You can start to see the wear and tear. But with all that travel and what they had, had you know, the teams they had to play and the pressure of being undefeated and trying to get into that playoff – you know, that was quite a bit and just the work that Bayless did. So, you know, if, if we can keep hold all, you know, 
keep a hold of him for a couple more years. You'll, you're, you know, you're seeing these guys come through like their entire career under a Matt Bayless program. Those are, uh, you know, amazing athletes. Um, you, you want to talk about the decline of Stanford this year? You know, maybe a lot of that can be pointed to the fact that you know their great strength and conditioning program. He was gone last year, uh, so now you've gone two years without uh, this guy that helped build up the program out there. And you know, stuff makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. So, and I think that's really it. I, I just wanted to to give a quick shout out to the things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Kyle Hamilton. Thankful for our recruiting class, Chris Tyree. I'm thankful for Mike Elston. I mean, yeah, I I, I, sh- I should have said Mike Elston a lot sooner in this. I what he's what he's done along the defensive line, recruiting and coaching, um, you know, and he's just he's a great story. Mike Elston is a fantastic story. Look, he's a he's a four one nine boy, just like myself. He's right down there in Van Wert County. You know, went to Michigan. Which, which you know, for me is a is a double hit. Like if you're not going to go to Notre Dame and you're you're from the state of Ohio, why aren't you why aren't you going to Ohio State? Is my thing. It's my thing. Don't be a traitor to your state. And here it is. Mike Elson is is that guy that that I would rail on. Like don't you know don't betray your state. And I mean, look what he's done. I couldn't imagine him not being at Notre Dame right now. I he and he seemed and he's such you know like cut from a Notre Dame cloth, so to speak. And, you know, he's just, he's a great story. I I love the story that they, that, um, you know, about him, you know, starting out and coaching with Brian Kelly, waiting for him down in, you know, in, in the hotel down in Florida. And, uh, you know, with that story, I found out that, you know, Brian Kelly could have been Eastern Michigan's head coach. So that would have been, (laughs) that would have been something for me. Um, but you know, this is all stuff I'm thankful for. Yes, I've had a few drinks. Yes, this feels great. Um, you know, and just on a on a personal level, you know, I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for the people that listen to this podcast. I'm thankful for um, the readers and the community we've created over at One Foot Down. I'm I'm very thankful for my staff and for you know for what they do on a weekly basis. This stuff isn't easy. This stuff comes with a lot of uh, trolls involved and a lot of you know thankless things that, that, you know, kind of go on. And I'm appreciative to everybody involved. I, you know, I really tr- think that we're trying to bring um, bring as much as we can to the table, covering Notre Dame, whether, you know, especially with football, but also with basketball, hockey, and, and really whatever else. You know, we try to be, be as open of community as possible. And that means all opinions welcome, kind of, you know, I mean, we're, you know, look, you can say your you can say your piece over here, and you know you're not getting banned. You know if you're if you're still staying, you're still sane. You know, uh, you can disagree. It's okay. Um, just things like that. I am I'm very thankful for for uh, for all of you, and I really appreciate it. And and hopefully, you know, and I, like I said, I'm already excited for 2020. Uh, hopefully, 2020 for the Notre Dame football team and for the site will be a great year. Look, we still got hoops. The guys, they're winning. They're winning games right now. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll surprise some. Hockey's doing great. I mean, I could just go on and on. I, I am uh, I am very thankful for for all the stuff that's going on. Um, and you know, if if somehow my daughter who <laughs> who hears these podcasts, I think they automatically come up on her 
her device, and uh, which makes me sad because I'm, <laughs> I do cuss a lot on these, uh, so I gotta delete those. But if she so happens to hear this, I love you. I love the boys. I'm very thankful for you and your mother and our family. So, not to get all gushy, but uh, you know, but think about some of that stuff. You know, this weekend especially last weekend last regular season game from Notre Dame this week. I know there's a lot we could think about with the season that could have could have gone differently for a better season, things that you're upset about, and I get that, and that's okay. But think about those, some of the things that you're thankful for. You know, I'm thankful for Ian Book. I'm thankful for the fact that that uh, that we could get him back next year. That could be so great. Um, so think about all that. I really hope you uh, you spent these last 15, 17 minutes or whatever um, kind of getting your juice back and get back with your families and have a good time and uh, eat some more food. So, again, happy Thanksgiving. Go Irish.